let me get this out straight away, right up. Yes, the Yankees have at least some interest. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. With me as always is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Stace. Another Friday here on Lockdown Yankees, where we're answering your questions like we do every week. So thanks so much for tuning in. Of course, we're still five days a week here in the offseason. Stace, we have a whole bunch of questions today we need to get to, ranging from free agent stuff to winter ball to Garrett Cole to bench coach options and everything in between. We had some different ones here today, non-Yankees related as well. So we need to jump right in, of course, with our Lockdown Yankees insiders first. They pay they play. So if you want priority on fan mail Fridays, as well as a bunch of other perks, join the lockdown Yankees insiders club. There's a 14 day free trial in the episode description. So go check it out. Our first question, Stacy is coming from Debbie asked us was listening to David Cohn and his crew. And they referred to either a Korean or Japanese center fielder who is very good. I think named Lee have Yankees shown, or should they show any interest in him? Thank you, Debbie, for being an insider, one of our OGs. And thank you for your question here today. Stace Debbie is referring to Jung Hoo Lee, a KBO outfielder who is slated to be posted here um, and be one of the, uh, one of the main attractions uh, from the international side of things here this offseason. Obviously, we've talked to death about Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He is clearly the number one target coming from the Nippon League, but not too far behind him is Jung Hoo Lee. So let me get this out straight away, right up. Yes, the Yankees have at least some interest. Now, it should be noted that it's not the same interest they have expressed in Yoshinobu Yamamoto. So do not confuse the two, the two big international sides. It's not the same. Everything we have seen, taking this from the athletic and some other sources as well, the Yankees have scouted him. Take that with a grain of salt. They scout a lot of people. They got scouts all over the place, all over the world. That's constantly doing stuff like that. So it doesn't mean the Yankees are signing him right here and there. Yosh, uh, Jung-Hoo Lee is a left-handed outfielder. Sounds good. <laughs> but of course... Anytime you're talking about international prospects and when you're coming from uh, the Asian market, KBO is not the same as Nippon. Straight up. It is just not the same caliber of play. So take that with a grain of salt as well. When you're pulling a player that is not from the Nippon League, uh, you know, it comes with some caveats. The pitching over there in the KBO is not the same as the Nippon and, of course, is not the same as the United States or uh, other parts of the world. So there's that. But the other side of this is Jung-Hoo Lee was teammates with Ha-Sung Kim, hmm. which, of course, Ha-Sung Kim has certainly worked out pretty darn good down there in San Diego. So there is some uh, obviously better history recently about that, which 
you know, portrays a little bit of upside there, potentially. Jung Hoo Lee is not exactly uh, the exact guy they're really looking for. He doesn't profile uh, on the power side of things that they would probably like. He's more of a bad ball kind of contact spray hitter as opposed to a power pull hitter. Mm. So there's that. But yes, uh, they're at least garnering some interest to to what I have read. Um, but it's not like he is a for sure 100%. The Yankees are all in. Uh, it seems more Yamamoto. If you're looking on the international market, that seems to be where the Yankees are leaning a little bit more towards and then going uh, locally to get the left-handed local talent uh, in the outfield. So that's what we know so far. Uh, he's obviously good. He's uh, a, a very good hitter. Uh, out there in the KBO, but it's always a question when they come from the KBO whether it's going to translate. So there's that. Thank you, Debbie, for your question. Stacey, we have more coming here from our Locked on Yankees insiders. This one's coming from another trad and shoe, another OG. Betty asking us, pretend that the Yankees did deals today and got Yamamoto and Hater. Now, who should they pursue for the outfielder? Uh, for the outfield, not Bellinger, unless a five-year deal. Stacy, I'll let you take the lead here on this one. Let's dream up a scenario where the Yankees shore up the rotation and shore up the back end of the pen. Who should they go for in the outfield, if not Belly? I'm thinking Kiermeyer because I feel like the Yamamoto and Hater deals will be pretty big. You know, maybe not length, but money. And they could get Kiermeyer for a couple of years, and it wouldn't be you know, because we spoke about it on yesterday's show. <laughs> Bellinger's going to get a big deal. And if they get those two, they can't get, and he's not going to take a five-year deal. So I would say Kevin Kiermeyer. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. It feels like Kiermeyer is a good little stopgap. Obviously, you know what he brings defensively. He's pretty consistent offensively as well. You add some of that average back that the Yankees were clearly lacking in 23 and have been lacking here for about a year and a half. Uh, so that that helps that front. It helps the center field front. You can probably get Kiermaier on a pretty short deal if you're really banking on Jason Dominguez here in about a year and a half to two years. Um, that's more realistic uh, if you're looking more in the short term. So I agree with you right there. Thank you, Betty, for your question. Our last one here in this segment, Stace, I feel like this could be a bit of a fun one today. This is coming from one of our Lockdown Yankees insiders, Kyle, asking us, if you could choose only one Yankee to sit down and have a meal with, who would it be? Why? Who could be a current or a past Yankee? Stace, I want you to take the lead here on this one. Tell me who you would take a chance to sit down and chat with. It would be Don Mattingly because he was my third favorite player, but the longest favorite player. And he really got me into going to Yankee games. And I just would just sit there and, you know, tell him stories about me seeing him in the 80s and joking about how when I had my season tickets and he'd show up for old timers day, how the guys sitting behind me would be like, oh, God, here we go. Stace is going to go nuts because they're going to introduce Mattingly. Like every time he showed up, they knew they got ready because I was like, Woo! you know, screaming and everything. But I think it'd be fun to talk to him about everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I mean, that's there are worse choices. It's a good choice. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Uh, for me. Uh, I've talked about this briefly on the show here, but I think a conversation and uh, and a stake with Jim Abbott would be pretty darn cool, man. I I can't I can't see that not going well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't see that not being one of the coolest experiences you could possibly have. You could always answer the roofs and the Gehrigs, and the, obviously you can go that route if you wanted to do that. 
Uh, but for for my money, I'm I'm I've I've always been fascinated by Jim Abbott. Uh, even though I, I didn't grow up watching him, you know, he's, he's a little out of my range. Um, but just uh, everything I know about him is just so fascinating. And I feel like I could just sit there, ask him a question and then just let him just keep talking. Just keep telling me stories, man. I just, I just want bedtime stories as I'm eating my soup and my salad, you know, that's, that's the move. Uh, thank you, Kyle, for your question. We actually have a little bit more time. So let's get to one more here in this segment. This one's coming from Ruben, our last one from the Lockdown Yankees Insiders, asking us, are there any Yankees playing winter ball? If so, how are they doing? I think Oswaldo Cabrera is one of them. Yes, Ruben. Oswaldo Cabrera has been playing with the Tiburones uh, down in Venezuela. Uh, as of this recording, they're actually playing right now, but Oswaldo did not start that game. So these stats should be ironclad by the time you're listening to this when it comes out. Uh, he's played 14 games so far. He's primarily been playing shortstop. He's been one of the main shortstops for the Tiburones, which is uh, Spanish for sharks. Um, he he's playing all right. Uh, slash line 241, 317, 296. The power has not been there, which has been a, a bit of a problem for him this past season. And now here into the winter set, obviously it's only a couple of weeks. So don't take this as Bible just yet. Um, has only two extra base hits so far, a double and a triple um, but he's playing down there with his brother right now, and it seems like he's having a good time, uh, having fun, and and you want to see that. You want to see him have fun playing the game because obviously that's a big part of Oswaldo Cabrera's game. So uh, you want to make sure he's comfortable, loose, and having a good time, which uh, by all accounts it seems like he is from his Instagram posts and things like that. So, uh, yeah, good for him. That's the only one I am aware of. I was watching a little bit uh, uh, Dominican ball. Um, before we were taping uh, the today's episode, I was watching a little bit, got into a rain delay. Uh, there was also a, a no hitter in, in the Dominican uh, Winter League uh, recently here, just a couple of days ago, uh, that actually had Neftali Feliz in it. Oh wow! Throwing that out there, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, things going well so far ish. Uh, obviously, not tearing the cover off the ball for us, the Cabrera. You're hoping to see some of those powers numbers start to climb a little bit here. Um, and don't take too much stock into him playing short or anything like that. Don't start getting freaked out. Like, what about Volpe? What about Volpe? That's just kind of more of his natural position. Mm. Um, and then, of course, he can play other positions as we have seen in the majors so far. So um, he is not, uh, if you're looking at the trio of Cabrera, Peraza, and Volpe, he's not the best of those three at short, which is why he has not really played short. He's more a backup shortstop in the majors. Um, there are a lot of teams that would take us Walter Cabrera at short, though. I'll throw that out there. Uh, but yeah. Good to see uh, him getting some playing time. Uh, again, did not play on Thursday night, but we're keeping an eye. And, of course, Lockdown Yankees Insiders will continue to keep you updated with that kind of stuff. Thanks so much for your questions. For you guys here today, we have our YouTubers. More questions from them when we come back. Hey, everydayers out there know how we handle the show, but today I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. All right. We just learned here on Lockdown Yankees that you can get a one-year supply of ED meds through Jace Medical. That means you can bring them on extended travel and you'll be ready for the next supply chain issue or a natural disaster causing shortages. You are covered. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your prescription for Cialis, Viagra, or Vatio. And this is all possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now jacemedical.com to receive a 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. want you to listen to this customer review. 
I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. Of course, it's not just what we talked about. I also have those antibiotics, which are super, super clutch. If you or someone uh, that you love would like to get some peace of mind by having your supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember, while you're there, use that promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, every day is out there. Of course, we got a couple more questions coming your way here today. But just a reminder, next week, MLB Awards are coming out. Yes, we saw Silver Sluggers. And yes, Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres did not win Silver Sluggers at their positions. Uh, we let Locked On Yankees insiders know that as soon as the awards came out. Uh, but next week, the awards come out, which means next week, Garrett Cole's winning Cy Young. So make sure to hang out with us and let us know how you're feeling about Garrett Cole's 2023 in the comments section here today because we're going to be doing a whole episode when he wins that Cy Young next week. Hit subscribe and you won't miss it. All right, Stacy, back to our questions. Now we check in on our YouTube community. You can always reply to our comment pinned in the comment section Monday through Thursday. Of course, not Friday. That's when the episode comes out. So it's always below, just not on this episode. All right, this one's coming from Mr. Mallory94. Super simple question, Stace. Where does Loisega fit in the bullpen? Is uh, it super simple? <laughs> well, the question is simple. The answer yeah. maybe not so much. Uh, I think it starts here before. I want you to take the lead here on this one, but uh, it starts with remember that Jonathan Loisega does need to go through arbitration. So right. let me just go ahead and say that. It's not a guarantee that he's a part of the bullpen next season. I don't right. see why he wouldn't be, uh, but he still has to go through that process. Yeah. Um, you know, I... When he's healthy, because he's another one of those guys that the caveat is when he's healthy and he's pitching the way he's supposed to, he's really great. You know, at, at one point before they got Clay Holmes, there were people who were clamoring for him to take over for Chapman. I may have been one of them um, because when he's healthy, he's a really good relief pitcher. And, you know, he has a role in the bullpen, but I think it really depends on who they get and where they want to shuffle everyone else. Um, because he's definitely a guy that needs to be like, he wouldn't be like a long man. He'd have to be like a seven inning or maybe even an eighth when someone else can't pitch or someone else pitched the day before, you know, because I feel like you never have enough pitching. And I feel like he's one of those people that could really help the bullpen again, if he's healthy. And I think the Yankees know that. So I'm hoping that everything goes okay for him this winter. Cause I like watching him pitch when he's healthy. It's he's fun and he's, you know, like surprisingly um, good sometimes when you see him, like you're just like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Little Isaac, like mowing people down. So, yeah, I just hope things go okay for him and that the Yankees realize that it's better to have him in the bullpen than not. <laughs> I think if the Yankees were playing tomorrow, Jonathan Loisega is your eight guy. Hmm. Yeah. That's probably where he's at. That That's where I have it. Taking over Wandy. He's a righty, yeah. obviously. Right. So it kind of fills the, the, the Wandy spot. Mm -hmm. Uh I feel like they'll do something. They, they have to do something left-handed wise. They can't go into spring training without a left-handed reliever. No, you just, you just can't. You can't do that. No. Um, so they'll do something. Thank you, Mr. Mallory, for your question. All right. This next one's coming from someone who's been checking in a lot recently 
at Vincent M. Durham, 1695. Stacy, we're going to step away from the Yankees just a hair here. What are your thoughts on MLB expansion and what cities would you all like to see? Get a team. Keep up the great work, Stacy and Steve. Thank you, Vincent. Stacy. Uh, so when you're talking about expansion, you got to talk two teams, right? Because otherwise you can't you can't have an odd number of teams in Major League Baseball because everybody's playing every day. You got to have the same number of teams uh, or an even number of teams. So, Stacy, why don't you give me two your top two cities to get an MLB expansion team? I'm in favor of it. Let me just go ahead and say that. I'm yeah. always in favor of expanding the game. Uh, obviously, they need to kind of figure out Oakland situation and Tampa Bay situation. But um, as far as expansion is concerned, where are you leaning? I am thinking Nashville, because I feel like there aren't enough teams in that part of the country. <laughs> and I feel like people would really be receptive to a baseball team in Nashville. It could be really fun. They could have fun naming the team, too, because, you know doing like music stuff or whatever else they could think of. And I know it would probably be, um, you know, Seattle would probably have a problem with it, but Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Portland would okay. be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of the same, same market share a little bit yeah. there. Um, good answers. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, <laughs> mine. Uh, I've, I think I may have talked about this on the show. I don't know. I talk about a lot of things on the show. Uh, I also talk about a lot of things outside of the show. I, it's, I talk, I'm a human. Uh, my, uh, my number one pick is I want a team in Mexico. I think a team in Northern Mexico, somewhere in Sonora, or Chihuahua would be sweet. I think, uh, in that side of things, that would be the most simple, uh, as far as travel is concerned, you throw them in the AL or the NL West, um, it wouldn't too, be too much extra of travel for teams like the Rangers or the Astros. Um, it wouldn't be too far for San Diego. It wouldn't be too far for L.A. So um, I think that fits in pretty nicely. Again, you have to kind of be in the north side of of, uh, of Mexico, like Chihuahua or Sonora. Uh, you maybe could go to Hermosillo. That's a little bit further south. Uh, but I think you would name it kind of either if you're planning on just leaving that as one Mexico team, you think it as the Mexico whatever um as the team name or you go to the uh the state name like the chihuahua whatever or the mm. sonora whatever i don't think you go city specific there because you're trying to reach a broader audience um and then if you're going stateside i have no idea how this has not happened with the amount of history in this state how does north carolina not have a baseball team a major league baseball team that that has never made any sense to me there is so much insane deep rooted history of baseball in that state and for them to not have a major league team makes no sense to me none whatsoever i know there's the charlotte knights that's triple a for the white Sox, but and there's obviously the carolina league which is massive one of the bigger leagues uh and one of the more well-touted leagues historically throughout minor league history but man get these guys a major league club come on where would you put it that's a great question i mean durham makes the most sense because of the history there um, but it's also, you don't really want to take Durham, you know, you don't want to take that. Do you want to take the bulls away? Yeah. You don't want to take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that would make the most sense in that way, but it's the history of it. You're like, man, but the bulls are like, do you, do you want the bulls to be a major league club now? Now they need a new ballpark and yeah. Charlotte probably makes the most sense because there's already say. established professional sports there. So yeah, that's my, and it's, you know, pitch. it's not a huge city, but it's big enough. They have the, you know, bigger airport there and everything because i transferred yeah. to charlotte so many times going to wilmington so yeah travel's <laughs> fairly easy that. yeah yeah and it'd probably be what 
AL East? I would think so. Probably AL East. You can also squeeze them into the Central if you really wanted to. Yeah. But it would make sense for for Braves to go there, Phillies to go there. It's not too far. Yeah. Those are mine. Uh, what are yours? Let us know in the comment section. Stacy's got theirs. I got mine. I want to know what teams you would want to see. Uh, what cities would you pick to get an expansion team in Major League Baseball? All right. We're going to step aside one more time. We're going to get back into Yankee stuff when we come back. Back now here on Lockdown Yankees, Stacey, a couple more questions we wanted to get to here today. This first one, I don't think I've seen this name pop up before. Uh, pardon me if I if we've done it before, but I don't think so. I think this is a new one. This is coming from at Linda Hewlett898. Garrett Cole, his contract, I'm sure he is a little frustrated not having a ring. Do you think we will lose him if Trashman, your words, not mine, doesn't wake up Stacy <laughs> where where are you getting at Garrett Cole wise obviously he has the opt-out after this upcoming season the Yankees can void it by adding a 10th year to that contract which is strange but can happen mm. uh but where do you think Garrett Cole is at uh I feel like we have to wait and see I feel like we have to wait for 2024 to happen because I don't feel like I don't feel like he's at that point yet I feel like he's still having fun with the team. He has teammates he likes. He, you know, he doesn't seem to be, like, you don't see any frustration on him, you know? Um, I think, well, I mean, other than general frustration because of how the team performed, but they all had that this season, you know? So I feel like we need to wait for this season to happen before I, we can even yeah. think about anything. I'm Yeah, I'm not too far away from you right there. I think uh, Garrett Cole is a guy that plays a pretty close to the chest. Right. He doesn't really let on how he's feeling about things like that. I mean, even when he hit free agency, I mean, well, right before he hit free agency and we found out he was going to be hitting free agency because of it. Uh, that was like the first time he had really expressed anything like that uh, as a major leaguer, especially on the business side. He had never really been that guy until that moment after he lost the World Series. So uh, and he's kind of gotten that. That's probably about as far as he's gone uh, in that side of the game. So it's it's kind of hard to get a read on Garrett Cole. I don't think um, opting out is some outlandish, crazy idea. Right. I think it's super possible, um, even regardless of how twenty twenty four goals goes. Um, I'd be I'd be more inclined to the side of what happens if he does, and then the Yankees say no tenth year. <laughs> yeah. That that just seems like mayhem to me. Mm -hmm. uh, if that were to happen. But as far as Cole opting out, I I wouldn't be like the most shocked human on the planet if I saw it happen, especially if 24 is like 23. Mm. Um, because, you know, one of the main reasons he, he came to the Yankees in the first place is because he was a fan growing up, right? And he's gotten the experience now. Yeah. So it's not like this, Like it's, it's kind of like, all right, cross it off the list. What do I want to do for the rest of my career now? Mm -hmm. I don't think he's leaning in that way. I really don't. I'm kind of, I'm more on your side. I feel like he's just going to stay. But um, again, I wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, what? This completely came out of nowhere. This is insane. I've, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, I'd be like, well, he had the opt out, man. That's what it was there for. Yeah. So we'll see. Obviously, I, I'm right there with you. 24. Big year for that, obviously, clearly, because he has to make a decision. Uh, thank you, Linda, for your question. This one's coming from Robbie Garn7732. Hal and Cashman's pressers were both disappointing, but for different reasons. Hal was milk toast. 
while Cash was unhinged. To what do you attribute the extreme polarity between the owner and the GM? Do you think Cashman went rogue, or is this classic case of good cop, bad cop? Stacy, your thoughts on this? Because they were very, very different the other day. Well, I know that like norovirus was going around the GM meetings, uh, and maybe Cashman was sick and just annoyed because <laughs> uh, yeah, he was in physical pain. Well, he stood he out there was, for like over an hour, so yeah, so maybe not. But maybe that's why he was outside because he didn't want to be in stuck inside with all those sick people. Um, yeah. In his, on a serious note, though, I hope everyone feels better because like ten percent of the people who were at the GM meetings got yeah. sick, and that is not Crazy. fun. They um, got canceled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, because we joked about it on the show the other day, where it felt like Hal had one, like he was, he went into his his meeting with, like, knowing how he was going to do it, and then Cashman was just, like, the complete opposite, and it feels like they didn't even speak to each other, like, oh, what are you going to say? Oh, well, this is, you know, I'm going to say this, so you could say this, like, no, it was completely, yeah. like... I don't know. I don't know if it's good cop, bad cop. I don't know if Cash. I don't think Cashman went rogue. I mean, Cashman has been Cashman's like that. Cashman's always for a rogue. Long. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I still think it's just really weird. I think the whole thing was weird. They didn't need to do it, and it was just embarrassing on so many levels for both of them. Because again, like we said, Hal didn't really say anything. Cashman almost said too much and was too combative and just didn't come across well at all neither one of them for different reasons they didn't come off well you know can i say something here i'm curious i'm curious if this if this is a good or a bad for yankees fans so Mm. you guys every day is no but like if you don't if you're new here hi i've only been following the yankees closely for two years Okay. Right. Yeah. Like I, I didn't grow up a Yankees fan. I didn't grow up going to Yankee Stadium. I'm from New York. I live here in California. If you don't know that, like I, I only know the Yankees as a, a fan of other teams and going like those darn Yankees mm-hmm. until now when I have been, you know, in the system last year and then now this year on this show. So I come at it from a, a newer perspective, which might be a welcome sight, might not. Everything I've seen from Cashman has been like that. <laughs> obviously that was to the nth degree that yeah. was some of the worst but i've i've i wasn't around when things were good right mm. like yes last season 2022 obviously everyone judge 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 but like i haven't seen the dynasty years up close right i haven't seen all of that so the only experience i have with cashman is that <laughs> Over and over and over again, which might, again, might be a fresher, interesting perspective because I don't have anything to compare it to. I mean, if you're not a fan of the team, like you're not, fo- I'm not following the Atlanta Braves GM. Like, come no. on, man. Like, I'm not following, I'm not following the Miami Marlins that closely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been very, very strange uh, because you don't see GMs act like that. You just don't ever anywhere. You barely know other teams, GMs. Even if you're a fan of the team, you barely know the GM, right? Until recently, I feel like GMs have kind of had to come out to the forefront to speak recently more. Um, But that hasn't, I don't know, that feels like newer. And if it is newer, if it isn't newer on the Yankee land, say what you will about how how he handles the job. That side of it, he's not doing a good job of it. Mm -mm. It's not good PR at all. It's not, um, and Jason Zillow was standing with him. Like, I'm surprised, you know, Jason Zillow's the PR guy and he's been the PR guy for decades at this point. And I was 
watching him and he was just standing there and I was thinking to myself, I wonder what he's thinking right now about all this. Yeah, because... He's like, dude, dude, yeah. stop, stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that answers your question, Robbie. Uh, I'm on the side of he is rogue. That's <laughs> that's my side. Um, this last one today, Stace, this is coming from one of our regulars now. Booyah Get Yanks asking us on the YouTube side. What are your thoughts? What do you think the Yankees will uh, will get a good hitting coach and a bench coach? Do you think they will make any changes at all? Great show to you both. Best Yankee show on YouTube. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. So much. <laughs> uh, Stace, uh, obviously, this question was asked before the hitting coach nudes. Jane Rousen appears to be the new hitting coach coming soon. That is still not dotted line signed just yet. Um, but I also have been seeing rumblings that maybe Luis Rojas will just move into the bench coach role. Um, that could be simple, easy. Yeah. You wouldn't have too many changes, easy personnel change. Like it's not that crazy. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, that feels like a fairly likely scenario. Um, just moving him into the bench role and also continue to coach third base because we've seen plenty of guys do that as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, do people really care about bench coaches? No offense. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's warranted. That's fair. I think that's fair. Like, it, it's not like a manager, obviously. Right. It's not like a hitting coach or a pitching coach. Yeah. Um, because I don't even know who's really out there that the Yankees could get. I feel like you would elevate someone who's already there or maybe have them dual, do dual duty, like you said. Um, I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, I feel like they don't want to do too much turnover. Yeah, because otherwise, then you're just, just change the whole thing. Because that's yeah. clearly they didn't want to change the whole thing. So you want to have some right. of that familiarity there. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like if they wanted to really like overhaul everything, they just would have gotten rid of everyone, just, including Boone. Just start over. Yeah, yeah, just start over. Yeah, I think there's going to be enough changeover with three hitting coaches in a year's span, let alone four <laughs> in the last three years or whatever it is. Yeah. So there's going to be enough turnover there, especially if they don't end up keeping the two assistant hitting coaches. If they end up going a different direction there, too, there could be plenty of turnover there already. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I to be frank, I, I don't lean in any direction either. Uh, interview guys if you want to interview him. Luis Rojas be a part of it. If uh, if he doesn't end up getting it, then he doesn't end up getting it. They bring somebody else in. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, it could make a, a decent amount of difference, but in all likelihood, you're not going to see a massive change there. So right. Thank you for your question. Thank you all for your questions. Uh, of course, Stacy, that's it for this week of Locked On Yankees. But what do we have coming up next week? Awards. We're gonna see Garrett Cole win the Cy Young, and we're gonna talk about it when it happens. And I can't wait. I even have my ring light has a special color setting that we're gonna do like a disco oh, wow. color thing, because oh, we have to, we're gonna be celebrating Garrett Cole. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Pop off. It's gonna be the only time I get to celebrate all year. Yeah. Uh, so we will. So come join the party, I guess, next week. Uh, of course, we're still every day here on Lockdown Yankees. And that's gonna do it for another week of Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Grinnell. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We will see you on Monday.